ready? Are we recording? I'm recording already. Oh, shit. Don't hit your mug over. I'm not going to hit it over. Okay, because that's your favorite mug, and I would be really heartbroken if it broke for you. It is. I'll describe it to you. It's a, well, it's gloss black. Not matte black, but gloss black coffee mug. It's like your standard coffee mug, like straight. There's no, it's straight up and down a cylinder it's the basic, with a handle. It's the basic coffee mug. Yeah. It's like the coffee mug you get at any like variety store that has your name printed on it. Right, exactly. Your generic coffee mug with shiny gold Robinson R44 logo on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You love gold and black. We didn't do an intro. I do. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Tuxedo Time. Where we wear tuxedos. And it is time. Podcast, podcast edition. edition. We nailed it. Nailed it. But what, is, really, what? What, is, what is the edition sub-edition? Because usually we have like podcast edition, but then there's like an overbearing theme for this podcast, which is like the subtitle. Vacation edition. Vacation edition. Yeah. Podcast edition. Vacation edition. <laughs> yeah. I'm still wearing pajamas. It is what? In the afternoon sometime? I don't even know what time it is. I have no is. idea what even time it is. Two o'clock? Two thirty? Quarter to three. There you go. You know why you're still wearing pajamas on a Tuesday afternoon at quarter to three? Why? Because you're on vacation, bye-bye. That's right. We're in the living room. We just want to be upstairs. Yeah. We're, we just don't feel like being in the studio right now. It's like kind of half construction projects. It's really messy because we're in the middle of building a slat wall, which by the time that this podcast is out, the slat wall video is probably up. So mm-hmm. link that in the show notes. So we thought, you know what? Shag it. We're going to sit on our black chairs in the, sunny in the living, living room. room. Because it's vacation. Yep. And we also left the air conditioning on, so that's why you can hear that humming in the background. This episode's going to be really random because I just wanted to have a conversation. I've been really into like listening to podcasts that are just chats about whatever, like not necessarily about like photography or video or creative life. Like I know we talk about this podcast and we sell it as like, oh, we talk about all the things, but all the things being nothing as well. <laughs> that's philosophical <laughs> if you're talking about nothing are you still talking about something oh jeez. <sighs> i don't remember the last time i took a vacation and like taking the time off like when i say vacation usually when we have a vacation it's like in quotes because we go somewhere and we film it for youtube mm-hmm. and like we're shooting and stuff so you're like not really doing anything different no it's just like it ends up being work a fun work it's like a fun job but it's so anyway i took the entire week off last week and did absolutely nothing because you had two weeks off in a row, which is unheard of. When was the last time you had two weeks off in a row? March of 2019? No. August of 2019, we went to Cold Island. Oh, Cold right. Island. How could I forget? Yeah. But uh, that was a working trip. Oh, it was a year ago. Yeah. That was a year ago. That was, was exactly a, gr- a year ago. That was a great trip, but it was also a lot of, it was not a vacation. That was a blended work vacation. See, but that's interesting because you consider that stuff work, but I never consider that stuff work. Right. It's work technically it's work but i view it as the same type of work like when i was younger and would draw a lot mm-hmm. and do like art projects yeah i found the act of like using prismacolors and making like a piece of art i still felt it was like work but it was like work towards a final goal of creating something right and being something you could like put up there and be proud of yeah so it was yeah it was, it was fun to do but it was still work so mm-hmm. I, I view making videos like this the same yeah i like agree and and don't because I love making videos and I love filming videos and stuff, but when it is constant and there is no break for years and years, like it does become, you start to like really crave doing nothing. And then you start feeling guilty for not doing anything. Cause you feel like you should be creating It's this vicious cycle. So, um, yeah, it was nice to do nothing, but that trip cold Island, like we, for me, because I like planned the series and 
was filming everything. You were just flying and planning the trip, which was really stressful and a lot of work. But yeah, but I like flying too. So that exactly. Was fun. So you were in your fucking glee. Oh yeah, we flew like forty hours. Yeah. God, I can't believe that was a year ago. Um. So what did you do all vacation? I did. What did I do? I didn't do a whole lot. Well. That's no, exactly that's a, what you're supposed to do on a vacation. Not a whole lot. That's a lie, didn't I? I worked on some stuff. I worked on making a YouTube video. Yes, you are actually for the first time in a long time. Yeah, this is a big one. This is like, but I, I, I can't really talk about it because I don't want to like give it away. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say that it's about a virus, but not the virus you're thinking. Nice. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. And there's so much footage. Welcome to my life. But it's like, <laughs> like hours of footage of like hours of like talking heads which is not fun to look at. So I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to make it interesting. I normally do the video editing and stuff. And um, you like, when we all started, you were like the video dude. <laughs> do you find... Video dude titles. <laughs> are you finding it challenging to video like... Video dude drone shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you finding it challenging to like wrap your head around how to lay out the story? Like, are you able to see the big picture of what you want? But then like when it gets into actually creating the video, it's been challenging. No, I have no idea what the big picture is right yet. What? Like I have, I have, I have an idea. So I, sh- sorry, I should backpedal a bit. I have an idea of loosely the thoughts I want to convey. Okay. And I have the footage, but it hasn't. And I know how I'm going to start it, and I know how I'm going to end it. Okay, that's good. But I don't know how it's going to. I don't know how to meander the the footage together to make it an interesting story mm-hmm. and i haven't culled through the footage enough yet to a be familiar enough with the footage i shot this months ago yeah and b um i'm not familiar with it enough to have synthesized it into its element so i can come to you and say hey let's chat this story out mm-hmm. so that's what i'm doing now i'm going through all the footage and creating like these little vignettes where it's like okay i can use these as like real life real life events that have like a string of story or scenes together mm-hmm. and then i've got the talking heads which i've cut down to like you know, sound bites that work, but how to mix and intermingle all that is still a big question mark for me. Interesting. Cause I guess really like you edited two episodes of cold Island, but it's mostly chronologic. Yeah, it was, this is a complicated, like what you're working on is a complicated story. Right. Like how do you multiple storylines? Right. And then I'm going to try to do like a narrative style to like tie it all together. So that will allow me to kind of not be bound by the chronologic order of how I shot everything. This is kind of like the, one of the bigger projects that you ever worked on by yourself, I feel like. Because, I mean, besides Cold Island and, like, a couple of FPV videos, which are, like, just YouTube videos, and then, like, the Canada 150 montage that you edited for us. You're really good at editing montages, by the way. <laughs> way better than I am. Uh, no, that's not true. But besides that, like, it's probably one of the more complex... I did a Footloose documentary that was probably <laughs> half an hour long when I was in high school, if you yeah. like. Oh, my God, you hated that. Yeah. <laughs> you hate musicals, but you film musicals for like your job. Look, it's a means to an end. I like making BMX videos. Yeah. But you doing YouTube videos is the equivalent of me being able to have done BMX videos in my day. That's true. And I don't think... get to pay, get like do it to like actually get a living off of just doing that. Right. I don't think I would like to be a freelance video person or like doing commercial video. Like some people who are really into YouTube, like their end goal is to be like a filmmaker and work on big movies. Like I have zero interest in that. Yeah, you don't want to produce anybody else's content. You no. want to be the one who's in charge of your own content. Yeah, and like I have other things that I want to do that are like video related, but like the end goal is not to be on like filming a producing a movie. It's like to produce my own thing or my own brand or like whatever. It's interesting how when you look at 
or you listen to people who are on YouTube and they talk about like their goals down the road and like what they really, really want. It's crazy. Sometimes you start to compare and you're like, is that what I should want? Like, that's true. You know, is this the path to that? Is this this the only path to that one thing? Like, am I supposed to want to be like a director or or an actual filmmaker of movies? Underrated concept um, that people don't talk about is um, knowing what you want in life. Mm -hmm. And it's seemingly it's it's this interesting thing where I thought about this a little bit. It's kind of like a lot of people don't realize, don't know what they want in life. Mm-hmm. And they think that, they just assume that what has been sold to them is like the white picket fence, the family house and like one and a half kids or whatever. Like that's just like... Did you say one and a half kids? Yeah, or whatever the average number of kids there are. In, <laughs> okay. Like overall average, yeah. Excuse me, sir. I'd like to have one and a half kids, please. 1.5 kids. just get the legs. <laughs> or is it 2.5? I can't remember. Whatever the average was. It's like, it's a weird decimal. I always okay. find that funny. But yeah, it's like people just assume like, oh, well what the classic American dream is. That's what I want for myself. Right. But that's not, doesn't have to be what, people, what you want. Mm-hmm. I think we're in a day and age now where it's everything's individualized. You know, your social media is all custom tailored to you. Mm-hmm. And we're really, I find people are really branching out now and it's realizing it's okay to want weird things in life. Yeah. And, but with that said comes the difficulty of knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so much shit out there. I, f- I feel like I change what I want or like what I want to be when I grow up, like every five to 10 years. I feel like what you went through was a, I think you've been just kind of gravitating towards sort of like freedom in your occupation. That's exactly it. And it started off as, and I think you probably went, you didn't like at the very beginning, you're, you didn't know that you wanted to end up doing YouTube. No, I didn't. But you know what? Now that you say that, like I remember back to college when I was just like, designing my own logos for my own like freelance brand and like picking out all of the furniture from Ikea and pricing up like a non-existent studio. Even then I knew that I wanted to have my own thing, but I didn't know what that was. And even when I started freelancing, I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is, this is it, but like, what are the other options? You know, cause I don't want to work for somebody, but I don't really love freelancing. So YouTube kind of like happened and fell into my lap and but YouTube wasn't even really, the, I mean, it was existed then. I never ever said like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. But back in that era was like 2007-ish. Yeah. That was the era when YouTube was even trying to find itself. Oh yeah. It, it was mostly like a-, a hosting platform for other videos and other content. Mm-hmm. And the whole community that it's become didn't really, it was in its early infancy then. Yeah, definitely. But it was like, that was like the day of webcams. Yes. It wasn't like production wasn't really, the two hadn't melded yet. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, you started off as working for somebody else. And the goal then was like, oh, own your own company. But then you, and you did that. Yeah. And you ran a, essentially like a small micro marketing agency for like a, almost a decade. Mm-hmm. But then it was, you were still doing work for other people. So yeah, yeah, you could make your own hours, but you still weren't. And yeah, you could call the shots of how the company was run. But ultimately the client was always the one that you had to kind of appease. Oh yeah. It was like whatever the client wanted was what the client wanted. And if that meant that your whole design job that you did that you thought looked great got fucked up because of adding way too much text or make your logo bigger cream or like whatever (laughs) (laughs) that stuff. Yeah. And that stuff starts to wear on you. And then the idea of doing your own thing, like I think that's when like the blogging stuff, we've talked about this in another episode, but when like the blogging stuff sounded really appealing to me because it's like, oh, I can make my own things at my house, write about it, photograph it, create my own brand and my own look, which is always, that's baseline, always been my interest of like creating a brand and a look. 
no matter what it was, whether it was like freelance, that's why I wanted to do stuff for other companies because I like to create brands and looks for people. Yeah, you always love doing that even in school. Yes, and even like, even with some clients where like they'd hire me just to do a logo or a website, like I always, I had a couple of clients who I got to do the full shebang, like everything, like logo, business cards, like some interior signage, packaging, uh, t-shirts, like everything. All the extras. All the extras, printed materials and stuff. And that just tickled me the right way. I love that shit, you know? You love making like a style guide and a brand guide. Oh, God, with yes. the, you'd lay the PDF out, but w- within the PDF would be all of those elements that would mm-hmm. all match nicely because it's all one cohesive brand. And, and the, PDF, with, the PDF would be branded. And the PDF itself would be branded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the shit that I loved. And that's brands still, in brands. In, brands in brands. Brand inception. That's like still what I love so much about design and what I still do even with our stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. why I think YouTube is so fun. Like, yeah, we have our channel and our title design and our logos, but now we have like, tuxedo time which has its own look well it's the same look but it's like a cohesive brand it's got its own like side logo same with pixel lens like i'm using the same fonts the same color scheme the same styling but like making those things to work with each other like i fucking love it like i've got a full pdf of like a font style guide variation for our brand brand, variations on logos where to use logos in certain places um do you ever do you ever reference that style guide to make sure you're staying on brand or you just know the brand already and you just made it because you like to make it i always reference it i'm (laughs) actually use it i like to i like to play this game called will it match <laughs> do 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 do. Like will it match? Will it match? Um, I play this game called Will It Match when I'm working on a project. So we're working on two separate projects right now, which you guys will know about shortly. Not t- today, but it, within the next few months, probably one of them definitely. And so I've been creating these like word marks slash logos, like graphics for them, and um, they have like the vibe that I've been looking for. But then I was like, is this going to match? So I have a PDF. Actually, it's an Illustrator file with a grid of like our Becky and Chris logo. All the elements. All the elements. It has our Becky and Chris logo. It has our secondary Becky and Chris logo, which you can find in our videos. It's like the B and C with the stuff on the side. And then it's got like the Tuxedo Time logo, the Pixel and Lens logo, and then the Photon Collector, which is our quarterly newsletter. goes out four times a year. It's all photography related. It's in the description box if you want to check it out. But um, if you want to be sent one of our branded pieces of content, yeah, branded pieces. It's all photo related. Sometimes we send free downloads and resources and early access to challenges and stuff. So that's kind of what that is. So I have a PDF of like all of these logos. So I pop these two other logos in for these two other things that we're working on to see will it match? <laughs> Guess what? It fucking matched, and it tickled me the right way. Just in the and, right places. Oh yeah, I stared at it and I was like, you know. This just brings me the most joy. How lucky am I? There's some weird neural networks, neural connections that you've got, neural pathways in your mind that not everybody have. Wait, wait. (laughs) what do you mean by that? Weird neural pathways. It's a compliment. Okay. Saying you're unique. What do you mean? You've got the matchy. I like the what you're doing with your fingers right now. I'm doing like like sort of twinkly fingers. <laughs> you've got the the magic. Uh, this is the fingers they make on the sound they make on the piano. <laughs> now people know what my fingers were doing. Right. Yeah. You've got these like neural networks for matching things and branding. I love it. I love matching things. Oh God. That's why our house is all like monochrome. Maybe. Because I Probably. love matching yeah. textures and col- like name color, like grays, woods, mm-hmm. leather, wool. Ugh. Olive I, green. Ugh. All, green is a neutral, by the way. Olive green is a neutral. Is cream a neutral? Cream? Yeah. Cream's a neutral. Okay. I bought a wool. It's like 
40 fucking degrees out. I bought a wool blanket on the internet because... Is rust a neutral color? Um, I don't think rust is a neutral color. Burnt, but it's a trendy color this year. Burnt umber. That is not neutral. I don't that's consider like rust, it neutral. I don't know. I don't really consider that neutral. I think that's like a more of a red. And you know how I feel about red. <laughs> but I do appreciate a rust in a space or in a brand. Like a real rust or like the color rust? The color rust. Okay. I appreciate all colors. Mm-hmm. I have just learned over the years. A paprika, if you will. Oh, yeah. But I've learned over the years that I appreciate colors, but I don't like them. Like, gotcha. I don't like them in the house. I don't like them in my branding. I don't like them in my clothes. But... Like, I like looking at other people's stuff that has color or other people's wardrobes that have color. So if you were designing something for somebody else... Yeah. You would be okay using color? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because you did. But I, I loved it. But you haven't designed for somebody else in so long that so long. I don't know if it's if your your taste has morphed so far that you would, like, <laughs> only do monochrome stuff now, even if it's for other people? No, I designed a... Because back then, might I remind you, you bought a red car... I know. You bought a red jacket. Yep. And you painted a wall in our house red. Yeah, and look at the color headphones you're wearing. They're red. I hate red. And they're old from that era. Yeah. But you loved red. See, you love here's the, idea the thing. Of red. I love the idea of red. Mm-hmm. Red's and lucky I, in my culture, you know. I know it is. Red and gold. I appreciate Envelopes red. Envelopes for your birthday. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they remind me of New Year's. Going to Um. Okay. Um, <laughs> red is this weird color that I'm drawn to and I appreciate mm-hmm. and I think it looks amazing. Yeah, you, but you bring dishonor to our family. No, but I hate it for me. <laughs> I hate it on me. I hate it in my house. I hate it on my car. Like, I just don't like it. But if somebody else was like, here's a red accent, I'm like, I love it. It looks so good. You also cook all the rice for our family. So it's, what are you talking about? It's bringing honor to our family. Who's, <laughs> I'm still on the honor topic. Why? What? <laughs> what? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, oh. We need a rice cooker, by the way. You said I cook all the I rice. I have a rice the... cooker. What? I have a rice cooker. Me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite laugh, by the way. <laughs> oh, you walked right into God. it. God. Oh. Idiot. Are you sick of me yet? Do you want me to go back to no, work? No, <laughs> I don't. Actually, I was just thinking like this morning how... Actually, it was yesterday morning. You had to go into work for a couple hours to do a presentation and I was like, oh, man, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, I was so lonely without you. And then you came home and I was like perked right up. And I was so happy to have you around. I would love it. Nothing more. I would love nothing more than. If I could work from home. Yes. If you could work from bring home. Bring patients into our home. No, no, no. Poke no, holes no. in them then in no, the no, living no. room. No. <laughs> I wish you could work from home. Or I wish you had like a schedule that was like you could still work and be happy like three days a week. And then be home with me two days and then have the weekend. So if you could work on like our YouTube together for two weeks oh i have a question i was going to ask you going back to the video that you're making but i I do wish you could work like part-time like Mm -hmm. part-time with the hospital and part-time here but i meant i forgot i was going to ask you this now you've been spending your your vacation working on this video that you talked about Mm -hmm. you're getting a little bit of a taste i feel like because it's been a while since you've been editing anything like of largeness i did a couple fpv videos up through since last year but yeah the last time i did this was on vacation for cold island right do you and I know like years ago you said like you never wanted to do video for a living because you hated it. And I know you don't really love editing. No, I don't. Which is, I love editing. It's my favorite yeah, you're part. It's but you're so good at editing. Or you were. I don't know if you still are. I don't think so. I think you are. You edited France Way so. and it was really good. But do you think. Chronologic order. Do you think that um, now that you're like you've done it for the last two weeks, like do you think you'd be able to do it like YouTube? No. Or do, would you hate it? I probably wouldn't like it. I'd probably hire an editor. Me. 
Yes. I think if you... (laughs) (laughs) Submit your resume for rice cooker and editor. (laughs) I think that if you were doing YouTube with me full time... And sexual partner. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Do you want me to go back to work yet? No, I don't. But I'm going to keep calling you idiot. (laughs) You idiot. Yeah. Always. Always. You also... Another line of yours is, yeah, you're stupid. (laughs) You're stupid. Stupid. Like that? <laughs> idiot. You stupid. I called you a fucking idiot. The it's other usually day a result. It's usually with how you meant it. I, d- I tone- always mean it when I call you an idiot. <laughs> what are you talking your, your about? Your tone was so serious. This, you fucking idiot. <laughs> no, you said it really serious. Okay, I'm sorry. I anyway. Anyway. Other things that I've been doing while I'm home. Yeah, what else have you been doing? Watching The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was so. I didn't want to sign up for Disney Plus out of principle. You're so fucking cheap. Well, it's just like... There's it's like $6 a month. Yeah, but if, if that's where it starts. There's $6 a month for... Or it's like, isn't it like $9 a month? I don't even know how much it is. But it, it's like there's so many streaming services now. If you buy all of them, it's just insane. It's just as expensive as cable. Yeah. Actually, you know what I did realize, though, is that still, even with most of the streaming services, we're still coming in far under cable, even if you factor in our internet cost. Hmm. Like... People spend over $150 a month on cable. That's insane. That's absolutely crazy. What is on cable that's not available on streaming? Like, I don't don't watch actually a lot of YouTube that much anymore because I'm just in this weird mental state that I feel like I can't really. But like Mm -hmm. literally everything is available. Yeah, but that's like, what is it? Like $5? That's $5 a day. Yeah. I guess like people who are into like sports and stuff. I mean, there are some shows like, I mean, I do miss like just tossing on an HGTV style show or like the, whatever network it is with all mm-hmm. like the home shows. Like anytime we go to like Florida with my parents and there's always a cable package in the house, like HGTV is like constantly playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I do kind of miss like sitting down for those shows, but also I think I would also hate like, Oh, I can't watch this on demand. Yeah. It's like, like what wait, is that? What? what is not on? Demand? Also you're paying $5 a day. Wait, where are you getting $5 a day? Oh, 100 and whatever. $150 if okay. you buy like a premium cable package or whatever. Right. You're paying that much and you still have ads. Yeah, fuck ads. And I know there's like, you know, TiVo or whatever, you know, like pause, live TV. <laughs> but you have to like wait for it to broadcast. It's like this arbitrary limit they now impose on digital content. Yeah. It's like everything should be on demand. The best subscription I've ever paid for was YouTube Premium. Like I know I just said like I don't watch a lot of YouTube anymore. Mm-hmm. Just but... Um, you, but you watch YouTube, but you just watch out of niche YouTube. With the YouTube premium subscription, it's like, not only does it get rid of ads, I feel like I'm doing an ad for YouTube premium. Not Sign only does now. it get rid of ads, but... <laughs> Link in the show notes. Actually, YouTube premium slash Becky and Chris. Yeah. I actually stream all my music from YouTube. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. I rarely use Apple Music unless I'm listening to like Janet Jackson or like mm-hmm. specific artists, but like I listen to like Chill Hop and all those like live broadcasting Chill Hop, lo fi, hip hop, like radio YouTube channels. Like, right. and I stream them. And so with the premium, you can play them on your phone and have your lock screen and multitask and it will still play in the background, right. which is why the reason why I paid for it mm-hmm. and not having ads is on YouTube is the best. Oh, yeah, that's true too. I remember I. Like two days ago, I logged into YouTube or I pulled YouTube up on my computer and Mm -hmm. I wasn't logged in under our account. And it was like two pre-roll ads in a row. I was like, where did this shit come from? Oh, yeah. Like two pre-roll ads? Like, is that a new thing? I saw somebody uh, post up. It was like YouTube was was recommending like six mid-roll ads. 
It was like every one it to was two minutes. Jenna. It was Jenna as Eric. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. I would like, I don't know if you notice that Facebook has ads on their videos now. Like you'll see the preview start playing. And if you click on it to listen to the audio, an ad pops up and you can't skip it most of the time. Interesting. And most of the time I just close it. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, which is stupid because I mean, but a lot of times it's just like who, these are big ass companies who have these viral videos who are making money. Anyway, yeah. I'm on a tangent. But I don't care. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather, you know, I like the idea of having the option of free, free quote unquote content. Yes. And be served ads, but with the option of having a paid service to get rid of ads. Yeah. I think like also I don't mind watching ads on my friends' channels because I know that it's like supportive. But when it's Facebook and it's like some big ass company and it's like, I don't know. I'm like, I want to watch this video and I don't know who this person is and I can't pay to get rid of the ads. Like it drives right. me insane. Yeah. I'd rather a premium service to get, to be able to get rid of them. Yeah. You should always have an ability to buy your time back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking about YouTube, um, something we've been doing over vac- vacation, which you probably forgot about. We've been YouTubing bird noises to try to find out who's <laughs> chirping in the backyard. And um, we were... Oh, I've been collecting species on my app. Oh, yeah. Somebody on Twitter recommended the apps called Seek, I think it's called. Yeah. And it's awesome. You I feel like, like this was also a thread that Cody Warner started. Yeah. I think, or replied to. I think it was. He's really good at Twitter. <laughs> He's really good. I feel like everything he tweets is always interesting and I want to interact with it. Yeah. But, um, He's an interesting man. He is interesting. He's fantastic. <laughs> great guy great energy too um but i uh i just i thought about the uh video that we we're listening to we we're like what is that bird and we we're using the seek app and then it was like oh it's this person bird not person and we were like googling and one of the comments was like glad we all came here to find out what the sounds in the backyard was yeah, <laughs> you remember was, that it was like it was like uh animal sounds of north america and it was just basically a compilation of a bunch of animals that can be found in North America and like what they sound like. Yeah. And they cover everything from like bobcats to like, I don't know, squirrels. Did you know we have bobcats here? Oh, wait, no, wait. It's Mount. Wait, is it Mountain Lion? What, what, what do you mean when you say here? Like here is in North America? I mean like in Buffalo. Oh, really? They're uh, no, not a mountain lion. Is it a mountain lion? Lynx? No. A mountain lion. I don't know. I don't know the difference. Bobcat? I, they all just like occupy the big catch schema in my mind. There's some big cat that creeps in the forest around here, apparently, that I didn't know Interesting. about. Anyway, so yeah. the comment, you're like, because I, I always like to see, like, if I'm watching a video and I'm enjoying it, I'm like, what do the people say about well, this Well, it was video? from this podcast. And in this podcast, I heard this bird noise. It was like. Oh, this podcast. Our podcast. Our podcast. Yeah. yeah and, that's, and I didn't know what it was. I just assumed it was an owl, but I have, I've heard that song since i was a kid mm-hmm. never knew what it was well now I mean, we know why would i how would i have ever known Google. and someone listened to our podcast and said oh that's a morning dove yeah and i was like oh wow and then that's how the conversation started about this app where i think cody posted this app of the sound effect of the sound of a sound recording of that bird song yeah and i was like yep that's the one and then someone else recommended like seek mm-hmm. which is like an app i guess it uses some sort of like ai type technology where you just point your camera at an organism of some sort and it'll tell you what it is down to like the species level like kingdom phylum class order family genus species all the way down to species Mm -hmm. and it's actually pretty amazing that it could do that it's great we've been out in the woods a little bit and i keep seeing all these like leaves of three Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I, I don't know how to identify, like, poison oak, poison ivy, poison sumac, but I know, like, leaves with three, let them be. 
which means like don't fucking touch the leaves of three because they're going to burn the shit out of your skin. But isn't that like a monocot dicot thing? I don't know. Anyway, so now I haven't been out in the woods since we had the app. But Is now, it like, won't like half of all plants have like multiples well, of that? Yeah, because I, I saw leaves of three in the garden and my mom was like, I'm pretty sure that's wild strawberry. And I was like, it's poison ivy. It was wild <laughs> strawberry. She was right. Your, your mind would definitely go there. But anyway, it's cool to have this app Worst, now. Becky, to like, worst case scenario, Pekka. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, what did you tell me this morning? Oh, yeah. I was up late last <laughs> night editing. Shut up. And you're like, yeah. Then like, I didn't hear your keyboard move for a while. And I thought, what if he died in his chair? <laughs> <laughs> well, last night you said you were going to come to bed. It was late. Oh, that's what happened. And yeah. you were like, I'm going to do one more hour. I said, set a timer on your phone for an hour. Yeah. And when your timer goes off, come into bed. And you were like, awesome, I'll do that. So I'll come in with my laptop and watch my show. You heard the timer go off. And instead of thinking, oh, he decided he was on a roll and wanted to keep editing. No, I knew that. That he had some sort of a cardiac event. No, that's not what happened. Slumped over and his nose hit the stop button on his alarm. No, that's not what you I thought. thought. I died. No, this is what happened. What, what happened? <laughs> I figured you were on a roll, so you stopped your alarm uh-huh. and kept editing. And then I died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like <laughs> it was hours later. It was hours later, and I was like listening intently. And hours I was later, like, the guy who we when we started going out for the first decade of our relationship would spend hours into the night editing bmx yeah. videos yeah. until like 4 a.m yeah i know i should have known better and, and you then i heard I your chair creak, creak and you went but that could have been the assassin that killed me oh stop and was moving my body and that's why the chair oh creaked yeah now that you're, you're gonna think about that tomorrow morning See, the now. reason why i'm the way i am is mostly because of you you're <laughs> no, like oh you not. thought this worst case scenario here's an even worse case scenario for you <laughs> to worry a worst about case. <laughs> yeah. with that said let's take a quick break and when we come back, uh, I don't know what we'll talk about because what is this podcast? This podcast is just whatever. Yeah. Man, okay. So last week I took a week off with you mm-hmm. and I did nothing. I did zero editing. I did zero filming. I did zero work. I did like maybe one email. Mm-hmm. And like, fuck, I realized like how important it is to actually take time off and not just say like, I'm going to take a break and then not take a break. Like, mm-hmm. man, I think I just changed my next four months as in you're going to take more breaks or as in you come up with a schedule that both <laughs> i'm going to t- come up with a better schedule and actually take vacation but man like the la- the last six months have been such a clusterfuck with like not a lot to look forward to because everything is like in shambles mm-hmm. you know and i feel like you get stuck in the cycle of working and it's like well what is a weekend anymore? We can't really go anywhere. We can't travel. There's no trips coming up. Everything's been canceled. So there's not like a lot to look for. Like there's a lot to look forward to and be happy about. And I'm grateful for health and life and everything. But when you're used to kind of having stuff on the go that you're excited about and you remove all those things, it's, you know, becomes Yeah, a but all those things blah. were sources of pleasure for you and they yeah. have been taken away. Plus you get a, you get a lot of people who are, have quarantine fatigue Mm-hmm. and they are not taking anything seriously. So you see all these people who are out doing normal shit on social media. I'm like, did I not get the memo? Is the, hor- is the pen right. like over? And then you start like thinking like, am I crazy? Is it? Yeah. No, you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> it's why the American response has been so poor and why our country is absolutely, our country's first in being the worst yeah. with the pandemic. This country's out of it's control. One, it's one of the worst responses in the world. Yeah. So it's been like a when little bit. When you factor in... Okay. Uh, wealth and economics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been like a really weird 
there's just so much stuff going on. I feel like it's really been fucking with my mental health. And for a, for a while, and, you know, you're trying to pump out videos and be positive and, you know, do your part on social media and, like, you know, show up for people. But, man, like, I realize, like, I really can't be that if I'm not okay myself. Like, mm-hmm. I have been struggling the most this year than I've been struggling ever in my life, I feel like. And it's because of the pandemic. So when I took that week off, I was like, okay, clearly I need to start like taking better care of my mental health and taking breaks and taking time off like a normal person. And, um, if I need to turn off social media, I need to turn off social media because that's been kind of fucking my, you know, there's so much doom and gloom you're reading it all day long. It was really nice to take the, the week off and I, and I kind of shut off my phone and I stopped watching YouTube and I didn't post on Instagram and like I was on Twitter a little bit, but it was really nice. It kind of like got me back to reality and like, oh, guess what's important? Your mental health, your family, and there's more to life than making content for the internet. So I like going forward now, like getting back into work, I'm kind of easing back in this week because you're still off. So I'm not putting pressure on myself. We're like filming some stuff because, you know, you're home. So we, mm-hmm. we should be filming stuff and recording these podcasts and stuff, taking advantage of being together and bulk filming content because you haven't been in a lot of the videos lately and people have been asking for you. So a little old me, little old you, but, um, yeah, it's definitely like giving me a huge realization that I need to like schedule my time better and be a better boss to myself and write down the goals and actually schedule vacation and schedule things to like look forward to, or else it's just going to be one big blob of 2020. That's just going to be so depressing. <laughs> the blob that is 2020. Yeah. It is like a blob, a hairy one, Ew. a hairy blob Ew. with pieces of, dust on it Ooh, i'm picturing like when you, i was a kid those like little like either gack or slime yeah when you like drop it in carpet or like <laughs> it's like put on the table and there's some crust on the table yeah and shit. exactly yeah that's exactly what i'm thinking gross um okay i think we've talked about the renovation once but i don't know if it wasn't an official segment this is a segment <laughs> called the renovation mm-hmm. where we talk about the renovation uh the things that we're not sharing on youtube Yes, because we haven't shared a whole lot about the renovation other than we are doing one and that we're living in the house that we moved into. Correct. Some people have been asking for a home tour. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying, when the renovation's done. Right. But we haven't. We've been sharing a couple of things here and there on Instagram um, with our, you know, some of the projects. We're showing the spaces that have to do with YouTube. So, like, Drone Factory, Studio, um, our office. We've been showing those things on mm-hmm. YouTube. But we're not showing right yet the rest of the house. So special treat for you guys. Because we're lazy and we haven't worked on it nearly as much as we thought we would. Right. Well, we had a goal of having this project up by the spring. And between us and the Tuxedo Time listeners, we are working on a home renovation series that we will not be talking about on YouTube until we're ready to talk about it on YouTube. So secret. Shh, don't until tell it's anybody. done. Until it's done. So we're going to be releasing it in parts. Until the parts are done. Until the parts are done. Yeah. So we're hoping to have the first four episodes up in the f- um, winter 2021. So like January-ish. If we can get our shit together to finish these spaces. <laughs> so we have, we've been working on the living room. And it's coming together. There's like 10% left. Yeah, we just need to basically put some like desktop counter surfaces over on the built-in area. It's really hard to get people in during the pandemic because like you want to limit your exposure to people, but we need somebody to come in to like measure and install these countertops for the living room. Right. And we were, we were kind of going hard at this room just as the pandemic was starting. Mm -hmm. Like we got our floor replaced or refinished, I should say, sorry. 
by a flooring company, but that was like right before COVID. They were like finishing up and COVID was just a thing. Like I, I have a video clip of me sitting down on the new, and I just said like, the, like this is a literal quote for the video. I sat down and I was like, all right, the floor is done. And this is day two of quarantine. <laughs> so it was like they finished and then it was like everything was shutting down. Right. There was like a, yeah, it was at that time when there was a rapid shift in public opinion on how serious the coronavirus was. Yeah. It was before, and unfortunately it was in the time when the cases were vastly underestimated in the U.S. And and in retrospect, we realized there was a lot more community spread going on before we thought, like we thought there was like, oh, there's like 15 cases in a cruise ship. There's like 15 cases in Seattle and then there's like a cruise ship that has a bunch. But Mm -hmm. as far as we know, there's no community spread. Meanwhile, there was probably rampant community spread at that point in and a lot of places, yeah. especially New York City at that point. But with that said, yeah, it was, it was right. Yeah, it was before everyone realized that, you know, everybody needs to kind of like simmer. Yeah. And it was funny because I was like talking with the buys and like there were, you know, you're having conversations about Corona and like how serious people are taking it because like it wasn't that popular i guess and serious at the time it was like the beginning of march so it was just like oh yeah i don't know what's gonna happen and they were saying like they were busy and they had bookings and i'm like really curious if they were able to like finish their jobs yeah because that was that was going into the thick of it because yeah. like after two weeks later it was just like complete shift of opinion oh 100 it was crazy like i was getting takeout at the time too and just like wiping down my containers and washing my hands but there was like no mask talk there was like nothing yeah. well it was back then too and even then well they were recommending not even wearing masks back then right and it was it was i think that was two parts you know, not to get on a mass tangent here but i think it was on one part it was there was a the evidence wasn't all that strong or people weren't sure about the evidence combined with the fact that I think everybody knows that masks will decrease spread of droplets, you know, keep your, basically your droplets and your germ, hence your germs to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise we wouldn't wear them when we're in the OR right. or doing procedures on people. Yeah. Um, but that combined with, you know, the fact that there was a massive shortage of masks and mm-hmm. 95 and surgical at that time. So it was like, guys don't go buying masks and preventing healthcare workers from, because that's going to prevent healthcare workers from getting them. It was a zero sum game at that point. Right. So I forgot about that. Yeah. So that was the, rec- that was what the recommendation was based on. But unfortunately, um, the reasons w- when people were saying don't wear masks or when healthcare officials were saying don't wear masks, it was, it was based on those factors, but it wasn't publicized on why. And people just took that as meaning masks don't do anything. Mm-hmm. So then when there was a basically a 180 recommendation on face coverings by most healthcare bodies, people are like, well, two days ago you said don't wear masks. And now you're saying wear them. Like I can't keep this straight. It undermines the overall cause, you know, right. and it decreases trust because people say, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when realizing, oh, well, more science has come out, plus the fact that more supply has come out. Right. So it's no longer an issue. And then you've just got idiots who are like, freedom. But this is the renovation portion of the podcast. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, how do we end up in, how do we? Fine. <laughs> it's fine. But now, now, like, I feel like people are wearing masks. So when we have people in who need to repair, like, we wear masks, they wear masks. We haven't had, we've only had one person in t- when we had the gas leak and the, when we had the issue with the furnace. Yeah. And having a gas leak is kind of like, well, I mean, that's sort of, yeah. it's an urgent scenario that you yeah, sort of have yeah, to yeah. have somebody come in. For. And same with the furnace thing, because it was right when the summer was getting hot and we had something going on with that and we needed a furnace. Yeah. So like you need to, you so need like, to have those services. Yeah. yeah. So you 
have to be careful. Those with, are and, essential services. And they're wearing masks and we're wearing masks when anybody comes in. So I think yeah. like when we get the countertop, it shouldn't be a problem. Like everyone is used to wearing masks now and like the washing hands and stuff. So I'm sure that whatever company we use to have them come and install it will be fine. But so we're working on the living room. That's almost done. We have a bedroom downstairs that we basically started and got to 90% last summer and have not touched since <laughs> we need true. to finish that. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, I'm excited about it. I think like vacation really made me realize like how, like I knew how obsessed I was with design. Clearly we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. You mean like home design? Home design. Yeah. I mean, everything design. Home craft. Home craft. That's what we're calling it. We're trying to like coin this term of like what it is to surround yourself with things that you love and the feeling that your home gives you. But it's not just like, it's like the way things look, the way things feel, the way things smell and like the comfort that you get. It's creating a mood that you like with your living surroundings. Right. It's kind of like the idea of EDC, like everyday carry meets bushcraft. It's like, so, so accessorizing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Straight male accessorizing? Yeah, exactly. Well, it, <laughs> That for, tweet was so funny. Oh my God. Yeah, that was really What funny. was the tweet again? It was like... It was like, oh, straight men call accessorizing EDC or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's pretty funny. It's like, why y'all calling this EDC? It's accessorizing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I get like technically, I mean, is carrying a knife like an accessory? Yes, of course. Okay. I guess if it's strapped to the outside of your pants. I mean, is it any different than like, like, what do you carry? A hair, like, like. We just ask, gonna ask me if I carried a hairbrush. What, I'm just trying to think of no. like a what a. I don't even brush my hair. Okay, but <laughs> with that said, like, if you look, if you think of like classically feminine accessories. I have no idea because I don't carry makeup, them. mirror, hairbrush. You don't carry. Well, I guess some girls. Some carry people that will put stuff. that in their purse, right? What's a purse? Yeah, you don't carry it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm the worst person to ask, Chris. Because, I know, like, I know, I, I know. Literally, I try to carry the minimal things. Like when mm -hmm. I go out, I have like my phone wallet keys. That's it. Yeah. Where's I, your knife? Well, sometimes I carry a knife. Yeah. Speaking I, of which, did, did anybody see my, my story on Instagram? Oh my Instagram? God, Chris bought like a machete that looks like a sword. <laughs> I'm looking for a knife. <laughs> so I'm looking sick. for a sick knife for like the woods that I could wear in a leather pouch on my neck mm -hmm. that I could like break out and like cut stuff. <laughs> I also saw another tweet. It was like, um, guys who carry pocket knives can't, can never not offer to use a pocket knife for everything. That's what it's for. Hey, can I open that letter with my pocket knife? Cutting like, shit. I can open it with my fingers. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> not to rag on that. I, I, I do have an appreciation for knives and all those like classically, classically masculine accessories. I'm going to still call them accessories. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. It is pretty funny. <laughs> I know. I don't carry a purse. I hate purses. I used to be obsessed with purses. I did like a full 180 on my everything. Like when we moved to Vancouver, mm -hmm. I was very into purses and I never carried makeup though. I carried lipstick and that was it. And now I don't even wear lipstick ever. I barely wear makeup unless I'm making a video. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I do that is just for my own benefit. I don't give a shit if anybody sees me with or without makeup on. I just prefer to look nice mm -hmm. in videos, but yeah, I don't carry purse and women's pants pockets are microscopic <laughs> and they don't fit a phone. So you end up putting your phone in your ass pocket and you go to the washroom and it falls out into the toilet and it's just like a huge shit show. So I started carrying like one key and my key fob on this little like clip that mm -hmm. clips onto my belt loop and will fit enough into my pants pocket. But like, the, the furthest I'll go right now is like a fanny pack. That's like the closest <laughs> thing that I have to a, a purse. Uh -huh. I'll wear a backpack. And what do you have in your fanny pack? In my fanny, do you want to know what I have in my fanny I pack? I do. Okay. My phone. Yeah. My wallet, my keys. Uh-huh. Mask. Okay. Bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> okay. AirPods. Yeah. And usually I have my 
moment lens, my fisheye moment lens. What about lens. your chapstick? I actually don't carry a chapstick. Interesting. Unless I'm traveling. If I'm traveling, I have a special bag that has all my like motion sickness drugs in it, mm-hmm. plus a chapstick. Gotcha. I don't carry chapstick. What's in your pockets? I feel like this is a Peter McKinnon series. What's in your pockets? <laughs> does he's he a, have a series? Like, he does, yeah. <laughs> what's in your pockets? Yeah. My right pocket, it's my wallet, my chapstick. Mm-hmm. And my left pocket. Shout out to Burt's Bees, Peppermint. And my left pocket is my phone. Sans case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do the sans case. I don't fuck with cases. I know. I was, use, I was touching your phone the other day in the car. Like we were mm-hmm. trying to use the GPS. It was slipping everywhere. It was like a little slippery slug. I don't know how you Yeah. Well, I touched your it. phone and it was all fat and frumpy. Listen, I got a case that I can attach a lens to. And sticky. Didn't slip nicely like I like it. Yeah, that's because it wasn't lubricious that's what cases enough. are for, so they don't wasn't slip. Lubricious. Stop. That's mm. did you say lubricious? Lubricious, yeah. That's the worst word I've ever heard. We Tum- did, how about tumescent? Oh, uh, don't even go there with that word. With that yeah? said, we stopped talking about the renovations. <laughs> we fell on the segment. Ugh. But you know what? This is okay because this this sec- this whole podcast is a random podcast, just a discussion. That's right. Yeah. This is a fun discussion. Yeah. I like carrying like if I'm going to go out on an outing and I have a camera bag, mm-hmm. I like to try to bring the most minimal camera bag. Yeah. And that I'll usually put, stick my fanny pack in with stuff. I think just purses are cumbersome and annoying and I don't like the way they look. I just wish women's pockets would be a little bit deeper. So mm-hmm. I never had to carry a bag, but now with Corona, I have to carry a hand sanitizer and a mask. Uh, by the way, I just bought us two new masks from the internet. They're olive neutral. Why don't you just wear male pants? Because they don't fit the same way. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of pairs of men's pants that have wicked deep pockets and they're mm-hmm. deadly. And I've been wearing them out in like the woods and stuff, but for jeans, like they just don't fit. I mean, I have an ass and hips, like mm-hmm. she's curvy. So <laughs> men's pants are made like a fucking matchstick. They're straight. <laughs> it's like a fucking tree cover with big enough pockets to hold fragile egos. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I, you're I, just, I, I, uh, yeah, I feel like, Today's concepts of what's masculine and what's not are so laughable. Yeah. I feel like you get a lot of comments about people who are like, you're not macho enough. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, it's, it's like, you know what? I've realized in life what I like and what I, this kind of gets back to like We're what makes you happy. old enough now, Chris. I know. We're I'm so old. old. Enough. We know what we like, like. We know what you know we don't what? like. Like, I just am sick of trying to conform to like liking music that people saying I like music because it's like cool or something. I don't, I feel like I don't do anything it's like, because fuck, it's cool. I like fucking pop music. Fuck it. And I'll listen to that, but I also like some electronic music. I like jazz. I listen to pop punk that I listened to when I was 17 years old still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I'm so over trying to like fit in with people and trying to be like, oh, like change myself. Right. Like, yeah. fuck that. I'm going to be my own woman. Like, I don't want to wear a purse. I don't want to wear dresses. I don't like high heel shoes. Mm. And that's the way I am. And then I'm not changing for yeah. anybody. I swear. I'm going to continue swearing if you don't like it. Yeah. too bad i don't work out if people like to work out that's their own I prerogative work out, but i don't but i don't yeah. like it's like lifting weights that does not excite me no me either it's like i look like i have a body that looks like a 16 year old kid I, sure whatever i like the way you look i like the way you look too thank you yeah so the renovation i'm um, getting i'm getting really antsy to do the kitchen now that i've been cooking oh God, that's gonna be a big one. Oh my god i'm so excited i think last night so like as i said over my vacation it's been very clear to me. My obsession with home decor is overwhelming and mm-hmm. I'm actually mad that I've lost a bit of that in sharing it on Instagram and social media. Like not that I had to share it my entire life, but like it makes me so happy. So I'm done like trying to f- 
shoot photos for the algorithm. I'm just going to shoot whatever. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, people don't like that picture of my house. Like, whatever. I'm just going to share it. But um, yeah, it's been very clear that I'm obsessed with that stuff. And so I'm like going to embrace it even more than I have been. And I'm so excited to do the kitchen. Like last night, I'm, I was like pretty solid on what I want to do with like the cabinets and the backsplash and how I want to lay out the kitchen. And I'm just like, all right, along for the ride. It's funny, like how this works, like you, in terms of like the renovation and stuff, I seem to design everything. You definitely design everything. Does that bother you? No. I feel bad because I'm like, hey, I designed this and this is what I picked out. And you're like, okay. (laughs) You were complaining the other day that I made you do the work. That. No, I wasn't complaining that you made me do the work. All I was illustrating is that a lot of times the input, a small input on your end results in large <laughs> output on my end. <laughs> That's well, all I'm getting at. <laughs> to be fair, that when you said that, that day I was about to come out and sand that stuff. And I said, hey, I can sand that. And you said, no worries. I'll do it. Only because... And then the following day I said, do you want some help? No only because worries, having I'll do it. a different process for a set of uniform slats, yeah. there's a higher chance you'd end up with non-uniform slats. I think that you discount the amount of work that goes into actually the process of wrapping your head around the design of space. No, I'm just saying. Because you said the minimal work. like I didn't say minimal work. Sometimes... All I said was the um, oftentimes for a given idea. Okay. It'll, an idea will pop into your head and you'll run with it. And, you'll put it, and I, I, I respect that you put time into designing and, and curating a space. I couldn't do that. I've literally spent a full day trying to pick out. Oh, I know. Out, I know. Like, but it's like... It doesn't just come to me naturally like it's that. It's like, hey, let's do a slat wall. And just like that statement it's like results in like oh, weeks of work. Yeah. Well, listen, you you also said when we said we were going to run I'm on board. And if I said I didn't want to do it, that's, then... That's right. If you said, no, it's going to be too much yeah, work, then we would have figured something else out. And there's sometimes where I'm like, fuck that. That's too much work. And then we just don't do it. But even with the bedroom, like with the closet, you were like, I want to custom weld like this big metal thing. And I was like, no. You know, but the reason you said no on that is because you aren't confident enough in my welding abilities that you're going to get a nice even bead on everything and it's going to look high end enough. Yes. Also, I know how long. Fuck you, Beckham. Fuck you. What the (laughs) hell? But you know I'm right. Also, I I just. I don't think so. That's not really the look that I I wanted. I could probably make a nice weld bead. Maybe. Yeah. If you practice, but I know what would happen. Chris Nicholas did it. You'd be in it for weeks trying to get the perfect bead and you'd have to spend this much money on this other thing and then you'd finally you'd perfect it and I'd be like, I don't want to do that now. Got a different idea. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger the project is, when you're on a schedule where you wanna like release everything as one go and kinda have like a contiguous segment or a contiguous uh, series that comes up all at once, more mm-hmm. or less. The bigger the project is, the harder it is to do that. Yeah. And so we having realize, 12 like, episodes mm-hmm. and like keeping everything under wraps versus like breaking it up into digestible three series with four episodes each. Yeah. It's a lot easier to do that. Definitely. Also, I, I, I know how long renovations take and it's just like, I'd rather have something to show for our work and then work on the next bit than wait, 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 wait. And then we had a life where we didn't have to do anything but work. And then we could dedicate our free time to like renovating the house and we were paying other people to do the, all the work. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, renovations can happen quickly. Oh, hundred percent. But, but that's, that's like, not... that's like normal. That's like, yeah. and there's no, no, no disrespect to anybody who falls in that paradigm. I mean, that is the normal thing to do. But that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to do the renovation ourselves for the most part, except right. for the things that like countertops or like 
floor refinishing. There's some jobs we'll hire out. But right. We'll hire stuff out that we don't aren't really qualified to do. Yeah. But we wanted to do the work ourselves. And yeah. Because we in I, turn, I, I take pride in in creating and doing things myself. Me too. And it's the same. I view it the same way again. Going back to the art project. Yeah. It's I know it's work and it's, it can be tedious. Mm-hmm especially when you're sanding those slats by hand and then painting them. Yeah, anyway, and then mounting them. Well, you tagged team the mounting with me. That was good. Yes, I did. But um, yeah, it's, I, I view it as work, but I love the idea of being able to stand back in a finished space and be like, okay, I created this. Yeah. And you know exactly how everything was put together. Right. And how to take it apart if you had to take it apart or what paint you used or finish you used and what sandpaper. Yeah, it's, you learn stuff along the way and you put it in your bank of knowledge mm-hmm. and you can stand back and say, yeah, I made that. I mean, we're sitting here right now in the living room. We're looking at this bank of cabinetry that kind of existed, but you made the new doors for it and we painted it. And we have greatly transformed that entire wall into something that looks way more modern. And you basically like reverse engineered how they had those cabinets built and built new cabinets to fill in the spots that we took out. And they look exactly the way the other cabinets look. And if you... I, I had never done face frame cabinets before. No. We but... did like the Euro style hinges with the concealed, the concealed hinges. Right. But you had built basic cabinetry before in our last house. Right. So but... you knew how to do that. And then you knew what pocket joints were. So you could like reverse engineer it because you tippy toed into other projects and other types of woodworking right. previously. And now you have another, now you know how to do face frame cabinets. Right. I don't know when I'd ever need to use them because I, don't like the look of them as much as I don't even know the names of these things, right? Mm-hmm. What is it like hidden fa- face frame cabinets versus? I think they're called face frame. I don't know. Anyway, we've been working on this series for since 2018. Actually, really technically since like 2017 when we started looking for houses in the first place. Hold on. When you say this series, the home I think series, you need to go back because people think it's intimately tied to this house and we weren't in this house in 2017 we can talk about that you mean the contracts with the people yeah i think we could talk about that in maybe a series that's dedicated to the launch of the home renovation series okay we'll do that yeah we'll, right. we'll leave that for another day okay leave that for another day well anyway with that said i my back's kind of hurting and i think i want a snack all right well i guess we can end it here then all right so if you like the video <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing give, give it, it a thumbs, thumbs up, up. <laughs> if you like the podcast subscribe yeah if you like the podcast subscribe uh give us a rating five stars please um and share it with your friends or share it on twitter and um tag us because we like to talk to you guys over twitter also we're going to be doing a relationship q a coming up if you have questions for us please send them to us on anchor i don't think you need an account i think you can just like follow the link and put send a link us, in the description i'll put a link in the description i follow the link and send us a voice notes? memo Showy notes. Showy notes. Put a link in the showy notes. All right. Well, with that said, hope you guys liked the episode and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>